What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Well, today we have a very dear guest, Cliff, Cliff Barnes from the Bums Podcast. He was kind enough to have me on last night, and we reviewed a Tribe album. And uh, if you ever get a chance, you got to go over to bums.com and listen. It's awesome. They review hip-hop. He's a, he's a fellow hip-hop head, and we're going to probably talk about everything under the sun today. Welcome to the show, brother. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? Dude, so I had a great time on your show last night. I mean, it is fun to listen to music and to discuss music. It always is, man. And that album, um, thanks, what, uh, man, am I... Oh, yeah, yeah. We got it from here. Thank you for your service. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that, A Tribe Called Quest album, check it out. It's awesome. But it's very political. I mean, it came out mm -hmm. three years ago. And I mean, for people that haven't listened to your show, explain your rating scale because it's hilarious. Oh, well, so we, um, our podcast is called Bums, um, which is like an abbreviation for albums. And the whole conceit of it is like, we want to dig into classic hip hop albums that um, are important in some way or or maybe not even important, but just unique in some way. So we go a lot back into the, like the 90s and 80s or the mid 2000s sometimes and just look at, at, at albums. But we called it Bums for that reason. And then, um, which is, if you don't know, if you never heard this, people sometimes use the word bums to describe butts. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so we joked around at the start about how, well, it's called Bumps, but it's not a podcast about butts. And then quickly, our rating scale, we compared albums to butts. Um, so a perfect album is a two-cheek. Two-cheeker. Two-cheeker, what we call it, yeah. Mm. Well, we don't get into too much butts otherwise. We talk about Quest Loves Butt a lot. <laughs> have you seen Quest Loves Butt? No, man, no, I can't say that. <laughs> we should pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta check that out, man. But so, dude, how did you arrive into the world of hip hop? How did you become a, a, a major hip hop head? I don't. I'm thinking because let's see, it was around 2015 or so. Well, the way I think it really attracted me was I got a couple friends who were into hip hop, um, Hayes Walker and Bo Jamie Bozarth, who is in Bums. Um, and I had myself a little copy of Fruity Loops and I was like always into making music and I would make like this electronic stuff when I was like 14, 15, just kind of techno-y beats and yeah. Fruity Loops. And then I found that it was just pretty easy to make a hip hop beat from there. It's same instruments a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I would make hip hop beats and then I sent, uh, some beats that I made to Hayes and he, um, thought they were sick and it's like, we should just spit verses on these and then he drove over like that night and then Bose uh, joined us and we all started like rapping and from there I got way more into listening to it but it really actually started with me like making rap music before I ever got too into listening to it wow although I remember um my one of my first experiences with hip-hop would have been um Eminem when I was in fourth grade I um was in class and the teacher stepped out of the room and my friend Caleb had this Eminem CD, the Slim Shady LP. Yeah. And he put it on the um, radio, little boombox radio. And we like listened to it, little fourth grade kids, when the teacher stepped out and listening to like that, uh, what's that, this Ken Kaniff skit or whatever, where his like manager or promoter is like sucking his dick or whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> dude. And we were just like, oh my God. God, are you serious? Is this music? Are a you lot kidding of, me? A lot of giggles. Yeah. Who's who is it? Stan Barnes or Stan something? Um, or I can't think of his name. But uh, yes, that guy's always Paul Rosenbaum. Oh, Paul. Yeah, Paul. I forget. I forget who too. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's it. Yeah, he's there's but, a guy Paul. Yeah, Paul. Ro he's always on the phone. Exactly. Trying to tell Eminem to like clean it up. Yeah, or whatever. to clean it up to calm down. Yeah. There's gonna be problems. That I think the comedy of that album really. I was, I'm going to be honest, man, I was conflicted with Eminem because, you know, as a black man, I was mm -hmm. like, man, what is this? But I mean, the world was backwards. That the best golfer in the world was black and one of the yeah. best rappers in the world was white. So it was a weird yeah, play. It was a weird time strange. for me. It was a very, <laughs> it was a very strange time for me. And, um, you know, but, I'm still conflicted with, is it weird that 
is it weird that I'm conflicted about white rappers? Because for listeners, I don't know if you could tell by, you might be confused <laughs> by my bassy tones, but I'm a white man. But I feel a little bit weird because now I really do love hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I first heard hip hop listening to Eminem as a little kid. That was my influence. And I heard actually in that same class, I had a friend, Garrett. I don't know if you, if you met Garrett, but he had um, Lil Troy. What's that uh, that song by Lil Troy that like blew Wanna up? Wanna be a baller? Yeah, shot caller. Twenty years red, only a baller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that song I heard, and I liked that. I I legit liked the way that sounded with Eminem. That album, I was it was just like shock factor, like yeah. watching The Hangover for the first time or whatever. It yeah, was exactly. Like just pure joy. But I never went out and sought that album. If I wanted that album, it would have been as to like listen to something naughty. Exactly. But then once I finally started to get in more and more into hip hop, um, getting into like stuff from the 90s, you know, like Big L and Tribe and and Nas and Biggie and all those, the more and more, I don't know. If you know what I'm trying to say here, like it's, it is conflicting. Um, White rappers can be kind of corny in a way. They can be. Like you have Little Dicky, who his whole entire spiel is just kind of making fun of the rap game, sort of. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even like listen to him to know exactly what he's getting at. But from what I hear and Hayes, you know, who I mentioned, we rapped together a little bit in high school for fun. He loves Little Dicky. Um, So he's always trying to get me to like take Little Dicky seriously and I never will. Yeah, because um, I think he had Lil Dicky had had like um, joke songs on yeah, YouTube yeah. and stuff forever it's, before it, he tried to be serious, right? Ex- yeah, I, I I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Max, where are you? We need we need to fact check, but no, <laughs> yeah, um, I think so. It's um, I I don't I don't see a man. I I don't anyone that has that type of love for music I, I don't think that you should consume one kind of so i'm i mean all right with white rappers i got yeah. i mean eminem is one of the greatest of all time you're There's, conflicted at first but i was yeah. conflicted at first but then i mean i mean shit dre took him in he was something new we'd never the world had never seen him he there was no blueprint so yeah and and he's talking about white people in poverty which is a real fucking thing yeah it's a real thing um you know but, what is interesting what i have the what really i think drives this issue for me is youtube comments and like reddit threads if you hear like eminem super fans or people who love eminem's rap because i think he transcends hip-hop and he reaches out to people who do not listen to rap music exactly and there's a lot of people online because eminem is like a famous rap battler and he has a lot of diss tracks and Mm -hmm. stuff Everybody is just saying, oh, Eminem. They treat him like he is not only the best rapper, but that he's on a different planet, like better than anybody who's ever existed. And that really pisses me off. And I I feel like that is is like racist because he's like this white rapper who transcended because he was white and looks like middle America. Yeah. And then people think just because he is a good rapper but he's like just because he's good oh now he's like inhumanly good yeah but like big l is better i was gonna say listen i was dude you stole the words from it listen to big l have you heard that jay-z track you know uh i mean which one renegade i don't know i can it's like with Eminem on got, it? No, it's just Big L and Jay Z. When oh. Jay Z's really young, dude, it's like, yo, I got slugs for snitches, no love for bitches. Oh he yeah, just, I he think just, so. Yeah, he just goes. So I'd never heard anything like Big L. He got shot and died before he got big, but which mm-hmm. is a tragedy. Yes, which is a tragedy. I mean, like we talked about this a little bit last night. Um, I am a big fan of West Coast rap, but there is something. There's something about the East Coast beats that mafioso, cool, calm, just cool as fuck Mm -hmm. that I don't think the West Coast can touch personally, especially Nas. Nas is one of my all-time favorites. Mastermind is probably my favorite song of all time. It Mm -hmm. it speaks to me. I don't know. But... I mean, I, I'm really lost my train of thought right there. Just no, I definitely in love know with what the, you're uh, saying. There's a different, a whole different feel to it. I want to say that um, East Coast rap, New York rap, seems to be a little bit more cerebral. 
Yes. Whereas yes. that G funk sound is a, like more kind of bodily. It's something you want to really lean back and just kind of maybe smoke a joint or whatever. Whereas East Coast rap, it's got all these kind of vinyl pops and jazzy samples does, and yes. stuff that kind of gets your mind working it a little does more. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most depth. You think it's like I'm. I feel like I'm taking a philosophy course sometimes when I'm listening to East Coast rap. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some West Coast philosophers, no doubt. For sure. I mean, Tupac, although he's yeah. from Baltimore. For, don't forget about yeah. that. Although, you know, he claims, West, he, he claims West Coast. but Kendrick nowadays. Kendrick is know? definitely the reincarnation of, mm -hmm. of Tupac, right? If there ever was one, he definitely makes you think. Um, I've gotten to numerous arguments on who's better, Cole or Kendrick. I'm, I gotta go Kendrick in this. Although oh, Cole, yeah, Cole sure. is... Who's telling you Cole's better? <laughs> well, when I played college ball, a bunch of those Samoans. We, oh, we were, they just think The Cole's Islanders, better, excuse huh? me. And there was the wines there. I, I love I love my people from the island. But um, yeah, man, we just all day long would have this debate. I heard... So do you know who Justin Hunt is? Can't say that I do. He's a... Um, he's a podcaster radio guy he works for complex and he um does this series called the breakdown um and he now has a channel called the company man okay he does it. so so the breakdown is now hosted by mers but it's like a breakdown of they they go over like i don't know different subjects around hip-hop so um justin hunt is famous for doing a lot of greatest of all time videos and he'll make arguments for whether or not this MC is the greatest of all time. Um, and he has a video about J. Cole and people um, trying to figure out whether J. Cole is the goat. Mm -hmm. And Justin Hunt mentioned that J. Cole's voice, and this is something that like really summed it up for me because I've had a weird issue with J. Cole where I just, I like him, but I can't really get into him very much. That's fair. Um, Justin Hunt said that J. Cole's voice, he has one of those voices where if he kind of was in the 90s, if he was rapping in 1995, he would have just blended in with a thousand other rappers who might have one single you'll hear. But like, he doesn't have a distinct voice. He, he just has what is a rapper's voice, a mm -hmm. generic rapper's voice. Kendrick has a voice that you cannot mistake for anything else, which is why Kendrick, for that reason alone, is better because you'll be able to pick him out of a crowd. A hundred percent. Man, that's a very good argument, and mm -hmm. I like that. How, what are your thoughts on Tyler, the creator? Um, I like Tyler. I like Flower Boy a lot. Dude, I love that album. I didn't get into um, Tyler before that. I in 2012, um, some of my friends were super into uh, what is it? Um, Odd Future Wolf King, Goblin, or something. Yeah, he has an Gob album. Yeah, Goblin. You know, he's got um, one of those. Goblin and, and Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. And I would go to YouTube and look at videos, and he ha would have like black contacts in, mm -hmm. and he would just be like rapping about like rape and demons and shit, and, yeah, he's and like killing crazy. people. Yeah, which I I like respected it in a way because i could tell he was being avant-garde yeah um but it wasn't something i was like oh i think i'm gonna listen to this while i run this song about like <laughs> raping kids or whatever he's yeah, doing you yeah, know what i mean yeah but so i didn't really get into him although i thought he was kind of he was like cool in a punk rock way yeah but yeah flower boy is an album that was like oh okay i actually like what you're saying on this and i'm taking it seriously his beats to me are incredible him and yeah. earl sweatshirt they just they've got this weird style unlike anything i've ever heard you mm -hmm. know and i i'm a big fan i don't as far as a lyricist goes i would say i would say he's subpar yeah but just certain there's certain like angst you're right very punk rockish like mm -hmm. there's a lot of angst and anger and you know talking about not having a dad and um, a lot of things I can't relate to, but I, I can feel the pain. And then, yeah. and, and and he expresses himself through his beats. And I'm, I'm a big fan of his. And and plus, Odd Future, shit, they got Frank Ocean. He's a heavy hitter for me. Absolutely, man. I love and Frank Sid um, from the Internet. I really like the Internet. Oh, dude, I love the Internet. Yeah, and then um, I agree about um, Tyler's bars. He he often he's not super lyrical. He has a song with ASAP um, Rocky called potato salad yep. where he comes with some pretty sweet bars yes um so he i think he is capable and he has he has a good wordplay he does yeah but and he has also you know a very distinctive voice you know you can recognize his voice so i like him as a rapper for sure but yeah i do love his production they definitely have a 
he has a fingerprint. It's very much, it's strangely happy. And it makes sense watching his music videos and all that Adult Swim stuff they did yeah. where they're always like in bright kind of cartoonish, almost like Teletubbies worlds. Yeah. Um, and their beats kind of have these like Teletubbies, bright yeah. major key vibes to him but he's rapping about like dark shit over him to mm -hmm. juxtapose so i i think it, that is brilliant and he's using these instruments that sound kind of pretty almost oh, usually yeah. there's no, yeah, no doubt about that. it and all the transitions and the length of the songs are something that is very appealing to me I'm i like to see what he does next i am excited to see what he does next as well although you know it could be a while yeah they could, might stew on it for a what, while what did you think of eminem's kamikaze Man, this is a thing. <laughs> I don't like it. We, I don't like that. I don't like Eminem when it comes down to it. That's oh. the thing. But I do think, I think I'm too biased because it really is me having a reactionary just to this idea that Eminem is untouchable makes me want to hate him. Mm -hmm. Like the the seeing all these fans be like, Eminem is the greatest of all time, like in a league of his own, makes me not even want to be like, oh, well, he's a good rapper. It makes me want to be like, he sucks, actually. And try to like, I know that that's biased you're and it's being, wrong. You're, like, being, he you're being a contrarian. <laughs> I am being There's a contrarian. Nothing I wrong. for sure am. There's nothing wrong with being a, a contrarian, man. What I like, though, is Infinite, that Infinite LP before he ever signed with uh, Dre. Yeah. He's got that. It's a 1995 or six album of his that's full of like really dusty east coast beats um but yeah kamikaze was fine i listened to it um and i thought he really went off but what, what, he's just talking about nothing he's well, he's going after gibberish. everyone and the guy loved it <laughs> i loved it i don't like mumble rap man i think mumble no. rap is a detriment to hip-hop i but, do not yeah. enjoy it but kamikaze like as an album if we're especially if we're going to compare it to like uh we got it from here thank you for your service like what album is going to teach you more kamikaze is about nothing it is an angry man ranting about how people don't like him. And the, and the state of hip-hop, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's but about. But like every album is about the state of hip-hop. I think they got into uh, the state of hip-hop a little bit on the Prime album, Royce to 5'9 and DJ Premier. I don't yeah. know if you listen to Prime. But... I do not. That's a good one because they, they, they have a good take on hip-hop today. And um, we also on bums listen to this album mona lisa by um Joel's joel ortiz joel ortiz and he gets into it a good way but yeah people are getting into it but i feel like eminem he's just so angry and that's his whole thing now i i, I kind of do like it a little more even back in the day like i'm a little bit of a sucker for like mockingbird and stan mm -hmm. and you know cleaning out my closet when he feels like he does actually have something a little bit more personal to say mm -hmm. But if he's just giving bar after bar about like how people didn't, that whole album is about how people didn't like the album before it. What is that? That isn't, you can't make an album about that. How dare you, <laughs> But he you, does sir. it time after time. How dare you? I love it. I thought it was a... <laughs> he I does did, have bad bars, I'll give you that. You the beats are pretty fat on him. Did you listen to 1994 by The Game? Oh, I don't think so. Is that a, a song or an album? It's an album. No. All I've heard is 1993. That's all you've heard? Mm -hmm, yeah. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I know. I'm gonna, I told you I was going to hit you with a lot of how dare you's. I know. Well, the reason I think probably is because like I uh, was a big big fan of 50 Cent in high school oh, and they had a beef. Way, you went that way with the beef? Yeah. Bro, I, I sided <laughs> with the... Well, I actually sided with both of them and still bought both their, their music, but well, cause I was I, on the I, game side. Even though he was... Later on, he's like, they was in an interview and they asked him, hey, who started this beef? And Game's like, I did. I shot first. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, whoa, man, that's that's kind of fucked up. Well, he has like uh, the reason why I think it, if you have to choose a side, which you don't between that, those guys and you didn't have to. Um, the reason why it's smart to choose 50 is because he had G-Unit. So you choose 50, you also get Young Buck, you get yeah. Lloyd Banks, Lloyd you get a bunch Banks. of guys. With the game is just kind of this guy from the sidelines saying, fuck you, I'm on my own. Like, yeah. It seemed like, you know, so I was, I felt like I was getting more bang for my buck by going with 50 on that one. That's Plus fair. 50 had a video game. And the G-Unit <laughs> sneakers. Don't forget those yeah. G-Unit sneakers, man. Yeah. And he had uh, vitamin water. 
Yeah. Vitamin I never water. have one sip of that before, but it I was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Don't it was terrible. That's why he's broke now. It's straight so up weird vitamin, vitamin water. water. That is the one of the weirdest things ever. But the first ingredient of that shit is like just cane sugar. It's 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 so weird. Oh buddy, I I'm down to go down this road right now. <laughs> How fucked sugar is for you? Yeah, it's bad. You know, I've done very, very well with cutting it out of my diet. And listeners, I want to tell you this. Everyone shops at grocery stores. If you happen to shop, stay to the outer perimeter. Mm. That's where all the good stuff is. That's where all your vegetables are. And that's where all of the meat is, right? Like in the interior of a grocery store, it's a trap. Mm -hmm. It is a pure trap. That's where all the candy and the sugar and the, the bad stuff reside. But if you, you stay might have to the go outer, in there to get paper towels in the middle, just kind of zip into the middle real quick, grab yourself a magazine and a paper towel. Prince kinda, dead, dog. You don't need to go in there. Get yourself like a Sports Illustrated a swimsuit edition, baby. <laughs> Can I get that online? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I, I haven't I haven't bought a good magazine in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I Maybe. never I never did. I never did either. Bose is into magazines. He's into like source and vibe and stuff. I wish, man. I yeah. wish I had read magazines, but mm -hmm. I just don't. I, do, oh, I don't yeah, know I why. Did. Never did. That's something I missed out on for sure. That would have been a cool thing to get into. It, it seems like a cool, it would be cool to have a, a cool magazine. I had some friends um, in college and right after college who had their own zines. Um, I had a friend who was like this uh, environmental educator guy and he had a zine about bugs. So he just like got friends to write cool little poems and essays and little uh, pictures and drawings and illustrations of just bugs and he put it together himself and like there's a couple little local mom and pop shops who let him print out some copies and put them there and sell them there and stuff and it was just looked like a lot of fun to do that i think that is cool man mm -hmm. I, that would i never thought about that i i think it would be cool to own maybe someday i will kind of like um a, a vice you know, Vice Media, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. It used to be on, it still is on Snapchat, but it is not nearly as cool as it was like two years ago. They used to have um, like, I don't know, there's one where they do a bunch of drugs. And I, I forget the name of it. They had Vice Sports on there and they had Vi just like, like they would travel to war zones and yeah. it, it almost felt like a, like our generation's like maybe Rolling Stone or something that's really edgy and the, the, just alternative sources of media, right? I think it'd be cool to have something like that. Vice Foods eats those, those all still exist, but you gotta, you get them on HBO now. You can't yeah, just so I was going to say, I feel like there's that vice channel or show on HBO. I never watch it cause I'm not a very political guy. Yeah. Um, and I get bombed out super easily. <clears throat> I get depressed by the state of things. So dude, I, you know what I mean? I try not to expose myself to it too much. My dad, uh, actually, my dad just told me the other day that he like stopped watching news, which I was really proud to hear. But yeah, for the longest time, every time I would see him, he would be watching news. He's watching Fox News. Oh, God. And it is just the most like bummer. Like it's all anger and fear. And it, that it's just so hard for me to watch it because i don't have a strong constitution i can't just like it's only gonna make me depressed or angry to see that stuff i and i've said this on this show many times before so sorry guys but i don't watch the news mm -hmm. i do not consume media man um don't I've even heard if have, you read the newspaper it's more but i still i don't know i don't i no i i, I think i want to be the change i see in the world i want to yeah. kind of create my own reality and I think that just like a diet, you need to be very careful what you consume, what you want through your eyeballs, right? Like, yeah. um, there's a Danny Brown quote, whom I love. Yeah, Danny, Danny Brown's cool. It's a rapper. But, um, Feels like he could be in Wu-Tang. He definitely could. He's, he's got a weird voice. But um, yeah. he's like, yeah, man, I gotta... He's saying something along the lines of, I have to... I'm, I'm, I got a diet. I got a media diet. I need to be careful what I consume because mm -hmm. if I let these bad, this hate and this fear, it'll cripple me as mm -hmm. an artist. And I was like, man, that's, uh, that resonated with me. And, um, 
I, yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I, I don't think it's it's healthy. There's mm -hmm. so much information, so much coverage. Everyone has a camera. Everyone can document the ugly that's in this world. But the facts are that the world is safer than it's ever been, it's, yeah. which is hard to believe because all we focus on is the negative. But it's yeah. safer. We're more connected than we've ever been. Now we're learning how to deal with that connection and how to to deal with all the injustices and people are rightly outraged but we're also in a weird space where we're also not talking to each other mm -hmm. like we should be able to sit down you and i and let's for example let's say that you love the color orange and i'm like okay, the let's color say orange i love is, the color orange the color orange is fucking disgusting but you well, know let's what? get into it we're still <laughs> we're still friends okay and uh I respectfully disagree that you like the color orange, sir, because it's it's downright disgusting. And we could yeah. walk away, and I don't have to hate you. Just yeah, have to in say, my like, very own nuclear family, I'm having to deal with this. I don't know. I imagine you're intentionally uh, using met a metaphor there, almost. Maybe. The orange was a very peculiar color to choose at this very <laughs> moment. Uh, but yeah, in my household, uh, you know, with my immediate family, we get into a little bit about the color orange sometimes. Yeah. My sister likes orange a lot. She does? <laughs> well, she she likes orange better than the other color or whatever. Oh, yeah, the blue, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think orange is pretty awful, so. But, yeah, it, it is. We it, You do have to somehow find a middle ground, and I do try to, I agree with what you're saying about um that approach to life rather than just absorbing and reacting all the negative energy and all the negative news just trying to focus on how can i be a brighter light exactly. in my just day-to-day -day. um i do worry sometimes that i'm missing out on something that i could act be actively better engaged with like i'm not paying any attention to like the local politics maybe i should be voting for this or that like ordinance or this or that um local ruling or or something and maybe i should be showing up to some local protest or whatever to yeah show, have my voice but i've never protested hmm. i've always wanted to like i wanted to in college i wanted to have a sign that just said protesting to protest when did like you just, go to college uh shit i'd graduated what two three years ago two years oh, okay ago? two years ago demarco yeah when i was Thank in college you. it was um occupy wall street was a that big was thing. Dope. They were occupying everywhere, so I occupied once or twice in various places, but I ha otherwise haven't done any big protesting. But yeah, everybody was occupying in 2010, 11. <laughs> yeah. So how was that, man? Uh, it was, it was okay. It was fun because it, it feels cool to protest. It feels like um very American in my yeah. opinion. You know what I mean? I and think so. it, it's a way to like get out in a huge group of people. And I think a lot of people definitely feel like get a lot of meaning from it, like feel accomplished, like you did something that day, you know, by just getting out and standing for something. I've never done it. I've all, like, I want to. Yeah, I feel like they're... I, I got to be a scars for a cause at some point. I just don't have a cause right now. There's just, definitely opportunities out there. I bet you there are going to be some opportunities coming up because we got ourselves an election year coming. So people yeah. are going to get... Oh, yeah, that's happening get out there more well i already know where my vote's going to the libertarian candidate no i don't <laughs> i i did definitely happen to to lean that i i've always looked at myself as i'm so conservative i'm liberal i just want to be left alone i want everyone mm -hmm. to be left alone if you want to be trans be trans man mm -hmm. or they i don't know whatever yeah. <laughs> uh be trans be happy just leave me the fuck alone mm -hmm. like I, I think that we need to really focus more on mental health. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I've been really passionate about lately um, is mental health, really figuring out what the key to being happy is, right? And I've found, and I'm sure you'll agree, maybe you can attest to this, you need to eat right, you need to exercise. These are things you must yeah. do every single day. This is what I believe in. This is what I... I will espouse, I will yell this from the rooftops, and that's why I'm talking, and you're going to hear it multiple times. These are things you need to do to be a functional, happy human being. 
If you don't mm-hmm. do these things, I feel like you run into problems. But I think that that's where it starts is to exercise and to eat right. It definitely goes a decent way to do those things. Um, I think, you know, upbringing and and stuff and social, you know, your your social life is important as well. And, and surrounding yourself with other people who are happy and positive. Yes. Oh, that's um, a big deal. Because <clears throat> yeah, I eat super healthy, but I still have a lot of down days, you know, just because I'm just a very kind of a loner. So there's some stuff that can't be cured with eating right. But it does, if you're feeling if, like you have more energy, you know, it it's, does not help your mood to feel lethargic and to feel fat and yeah. to um, feel tired and to feel like you have a headache because of your putting all kinds of processed crap in your body, you know? So I agree with you on that. This is a, you got to start there for sure. So when you're feeling down, like I've noticed in myself, I'm an es- escapist. Mm-hmm. I will lay down and I will binge something and mm-hmm. not go outside and just shut down. I shut down. Um, and that's when those are my telltale signs that something's up. So in, in your life, like what, it, what is it that you do? It sounds like you're describing like what you do, but you shouldn't do. Is that right? Am I interpreting no, that right? Or this is, that's I'm, what you do to help if that's I'm, your therapy? No, if I, I don't think it's necessary therapy. I think it's something, if I'm depressed or feeling down or sad or something, I shut down. That's like I, your impulse? That's my impulse. I shut down. I agree. I, yeah, that's what I do. I definitely shut down. Um, I don't have a lot of good, um, I don't have a lot of good experience correcting those bad impulses to shut myself down when I'm in a bad place. Um, but I guess going to the gym yep. is something that I would these days, or you know, go to a run, go on a run, go to the gym, go take a walk. Yep, getting your body moving, I yep. think, is good. That's that's what I do. Because man, when I lay down or sit on my couch and I'm I'm feeling down, I'm shutting down. I'm watching TV. I'm like, I gotta get up. Mm-hmm. I gotta get up. I gotta do something. I have to do something. I start to panic because I've I've laid down. I like to. That's the term we're gonna use. I've laid down and not gotten back up for like a month, man. Just yeah. been, you know, get up, go buy shitty food and watch TV and oh, yeah. get on Reddit and stay there and just not be happy, man, and be real sad. And that's not that's a that's a simple sad existence that I'm not a fan of. So I get scared whenever. And you know, you're you you're going to have both good days and you're going to have bad days like that's part of being a human it can't always be up and it's okay to be down it's just how long are you going to stay down if it's a day that's fine i get it but a month it's good yeah it feels like rock bottom at that point and that time just like slips away too at the end of the month that might as well it doesn't matter how much time has passed it's just like wasted it is man Mm, i agree i've been there a lot for sure but yeah it helps and just having yourself a a good diet and getting a habit of going out and getting exercise helps to prevent that from happening do you it, meditate at all you know what that's a great question because i um really like the idea of meditating and um there's a lot of science behind it mm-hmm. um about the the positive effects of meditation um and i tried it like Three or four weeks ago, I started to say, okay, well, from now on, I'm going to meditate 10 minutes every day. Um, and I did it for like three days and then stopped. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay to fail. It's not okay yeah. to give up, though. It's very weird because it, it's, that's, it's hard to meditate in a weird way. It is very hard. What I did is I bought, um, I just I pay for an app called Headspace. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 minutes and it's guided meditation. And... I've noticed that I, I still fuck up and it's like I'm getting back into it now, but I went two, three weeks without doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Think we have yoga to supplement that. But like the reality is, man, like it is very helpful because like generally what happens when I, when I tried it unguided is I'm like, am I doing this right? That's man, I was doing is, it unguided. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and my, you were doing it unguided. So mm-hmm. like, do you, is, when you're when you're doing it unguided, what is like going through your mind? Is is it generally like, am I doing this right? 
Am I? I don't think this is working. Like, like is that kind of what happens, or no? Yeah. Um, although I watched some YouTube videos about meditation and how to start it, mm-hmm. um, and the few that I watched were kind of talking about how to do unguided meditation, and that was one of their sort of their um, their tips was that it's cool. It's totally cool and fine to think that you're not doing it right as you're doing it and that is natural yeah um so i wasn't concerned as i was doing it so i feel like i was doing it fine and i had all the right setup to get into it and like it but it, it is just kind of um you have to have dedication and it's kind of tough to get into it because you're just alone with your mind for a certain amount of time and you really do or at least i do really want to sit down and distract myself from myself by playing a video game or listening to a song or going through and watching something to be alone and just with myself is kind of rough you know scary well you're an artist dude yeah that's part of it it might be part of it that's part of it definitely um i'm glad that you the youtube video you watched i think that that was very knowledgeable advice because it is okay and it's your mind starts to get negative. You need to return to your breath, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the whole, that's the whole thing. It's just to still the mind and, and to just kind of calm down. But yeah, I mean, everyone, I can't speak because I, I feel like the sense I get from you is that you're very aware and that's a, it's a weird thing to be like hyper aware of how weird it is to like be alive. And um, sometimes I find that, to be overwhelming sometimes like oh shit like this is weird like yeah i wonder um i wonder sometimes that everybody has that same thing that they just like choose or or are better at not focusing on it as much um but then at the same time i do wonder does this person just not even realize like what they don't care they're not like concerned with whatever this is you know what i mean yeah because it is easy to just get really concerned with it. It's pretty strange, whatever is going on. And I don't mean like politically or anything like that or societally. I mean like whatever all this is, is weird. It is very it's, weird, If you man. just stop and think about it, and that might be because I like smoked a ton of weed <laughs> in my teenage years and now I have that. Maybe that never would have happened. But um, yeah, it's easy to to sit down with myself and and to think like i can't focus on that too much because it is it'll like drive you crazy trying to figure out what what is all all these colors and just input and certain people think that it's this and is it this or what i'm being confusing are these people even here man that too yeah yeah, like that solipsism is it just is this a fucking dream dude yeah no i get that (laughs) i get that man but here's what i what has helped me Mm -hmm. um I just am so thankful, right? I'm like, I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so thankful for all of the friends that I have, the family that I have, and just to wake up each and every day. Like I, I get, not every day, but uh, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. days I'm like, fuck this. But uh, yeah. generally speaking, I get really, really, really excited to be alive. And I felt like that has made me a lot happier it's made me a lot calmer because like this is this is very temporary and i don't think that in our society we're really allowed to sit down ever and like just be like man this is awesome i'm thankful for being right here like every every decision in your life has led you to sitting right across this table from me which is i think is a little bit bizarre like i didn't even know you before yesterday and look now you're on my show there we go I was on your show last night. Like we're in the middle of a scene, like a podcasting revolution in mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Like this is this could be hip hop in New York in the Bronx in the '90s. Like that's we have an opportunity to build. Who's mm-hmm. going to make it? We're all going to make it. We're all going to make it together. I don't know how. I yeah. know that we're not going to give up though. I think it's beautiful, man. Like mm-hmm. that's but that's me. I'm a super op. Uh, that is optimist, very optimistic very yeah. optimistic person because life's more fun that way and we're a little early but now i gotta ask you this dude do you believe in bigfoot and, um so i had a friend that I, every time i hear the word bigfoot i think of 
I think of two things. I think of Fry from Futurama. <laughs> and I think of, uh, I had a friend called Mandy um, growing up. And she was a really positive, positive influence on me, I think, in a lot of ways. She uh, was just like this very happy. I found that she came from, in a similar way, uh, to my mother mm -hmm. um she there are these people in the world who kind of come from circumstances that aren't the best or most ideal they don't have mm -hmm. like the most supportive or or um happy families they don't have wealth and material goods um they may even have trauma but somehow they're still very happy and optimistic and like very positive to be around and just like beautiful people so mandy was like one of those people um, and she believed in Bigfoot and she, there was like this viral video of somebody who, who found, uh, I don't, it, this was forever ago, but this, there's like some Bigfoot footage or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's surfacing around the, right around the time when CGI started to get a little better. <laughs> um, and she would show me that, but no, I do not believe in Bigfoot. I find I, I think there are so many people just stumbling around this terra we live on here that I don't know if anything's hiding anymore. Other than, I would not be surprised if there's some shit that's like lurking in the bottom of the ocean where we haven't really gone. But oh, as far as like terrestrial creatures, I think we've found them all. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if like downward James because like James Cameron built something and went down deeper than anybody's gone in the ocean before and saw like new stuff down there. I think we have stuff to find there and we could probably find some stuff in space, but it, so I'm not like, I don't have no magic in myself, but I just think we've really like, we've cut down so many trees at this point and <laughs> destroyed so much of the land part of the world that I don't know that there's any like giant creatures hiding in there. Unless they have some magical powers where they can turn invisible or something. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who knows? Dude? I just, okay. I use that question as a gauge. I think yeah. it's, it's the perfect question. I definitely believe, I mean, wholeheartedly, I don't know. But uh, sure? it's, the world to me is way more fun believing in a giant eight foot gorilla roaming the Pacific Northwest than without it. Mm -hmm. But I also think that I'm not gonna I don't rule it out. Yeah, you can't rule it out. But there's also giant <laughs> Ecuadorian earthworms that are like two feet long found in Ecuador, dude. Yeah, like, there's some creatures who that are as interesting. I mean, elephants, dude, are amazing. It's my favorite animal. giraffes. Are you kidding me? I don't like giraffes, but look at those motherfuckers. <laughs> That's insane. Dude, that is true. A whale. Blue whales, bro. That is crazy. How, how so like, I almost those? don't need Bigfoot because Ooh, I feel fair. like once we found Bigfoot, Bigfoot is just also not even half as interesting as a giraffe or as like a pygmy marmoset, the, um, a little monkey that can wrap around your pinky. I actually didn't know about that. <laughs> it's amazing. I didn't know about that. There's some amazing creatures out there that I that we have discovered and are just like, oh yeah, well, there's a pygmy marmoset. It's from Madagascar. It's like, wait, it's still a kind of a cool, crazy, magical creature. That is. In man. a way. So you can look at things that are real and find magic in those rather than having to believe in like vampires is what I'm... How dare you, sir? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just... You gotta believe, man. I'm I'm gonna go on a Bigfoot hunt at some point. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know when. Just Maybe for next fun. year. Just for fun. I hope I don't find him. I would not enjoy that. Yeah, yo, what would you I even do? I wouldn't want to see man? it, dude. You imagine just seeing an eight foot tall gorilla? No, <laughs> I cannot. I, I, I don't know. know what I, yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, do. I think I might shit my pants. Yeah, I would be scared um, because I guess the fact that they haven't surfaced this Bigfoot, and I would be so skeptical that nobody's seen him. My my first deduction would be: Well, this motherfucker has killed every living oh, person exactly. who's found him. What if it's like? What if he's like three questions? Yeah, you get three questions. He's a he, he, he talks to you. What what three questions are you gonna? Do ask I ask him? Bigfoot? Yeah. What are you gonna ask him? Oh wow. Okay. Um, I would have to spot. ask. I would have to ask. How old are you? Ooh, fair. And then depending on, because a big talking beast like that. And he sounds like he's coming at me. He's offering me three questions. He sounds kind of mystical. He, he might be uh, older. Mm -hmm. um, I'm asking him about 
um, historical stuff like um you know what about the pyramids or whatever like Ooh, yeah. i'm trying to help maybe help him solve some mysteries or help have him help me solve some of these mysteries would be interesting to me like what about were you around uh is christ a real thing oh kind of snap because it sounds like you're, you're painting a picture of a very mystical being who knows the answers <laughs> but yeah i wouldn't know how to i would totally botch those three questions i'd probably ask him like what's up chicken butt and <laughs> all kinds of stupid shit <laughs> uh all right uh, <laughs> uh that's 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 good hey man what uh you said you were into film have you seen mm -hmm. any good films lately let's see here lately um i watched mandy i don't know if you've seen that no it's a nicholas cage movie um super good it's no. by panos cosmatos mm -hmm. is a new director and it's not like nicholas cagey in the way that you might think it's not like face off um it's really interesting that i think nicholas cage is a kind of a cool guy because he does these he's got a big budget um he can get a, a big paycheck if he wants to mm -hmm. um but he sometimes will work for scale uh, which is essentially like actors minimum wage mm -hmm. and go to just help a, a new upcoming ar artist yeah. to make a project so that's what he did with this project mandy he worked for scale to work for this guy panos cosmatos who's never made a big budget film and it's a really cool movie it's just a classic revenge it's really gory it's it's i don't know if you like metal but it's like it's the most metal movie i've ever seen it's like you know, black I've, metal as a movie buddy i'm a huge black metal fan it's all the whole movie is like bathed in neon red lights and just blood everywhere and you crazy violence it's really cool with like really sinister music it's very like thought-provoking if so have you visceral. seen have you seen midnight special that i want is that with um god no i don't think so i i, I think i saw that title floating around I, I was wondering if it's that it's that cop from Boardwalk Empire, but no, no, it's it's not. Uh, wait, yes, it is. That's the guy, uh, Michael. Uh, yeah, Shannon. Shannon. Michael Shannon is. He's it. in Midnight Special. Yeah, I love Michael Shannon. I'm a so huge I've, fan. I've had that movie on my radar. You please do yourself a favor and watch. I think it's one of the best sci-fi films. Is it the one where there's made. like a lightning storm? Mm, kind of. It's about this kid. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, don't with, spoil the. I'm not going to spoil. I'm not big spoilers. I'm not going to give any any, any big spoil. I'd never do that. Okay, it's about this kid with these eyes, right? He's like a god, right? And there's this cult. Mm -hmm. There's this cult of people. Like it's almost like a Mormon esque cult that he runs away from, takes the boy from, and it's just him and his son and another actor whom I can't remember. He was the dude in. I think the fighter, no. Mark Warrior. Warrior. Todd Berry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Was it Mark Wahlberg? I, I can't, think, I can't think of his name right now, but um, Max, where are you? Nick Rourke. No. <laughs> or Mickey Rourke. No, but, and they're just running from this cult. Yeah. And they're running from the police and it, it gets real trippy and it's beautiful. Did you get a chance to see Annihilation? Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. I loved it. I think it's a very important movie for uh, for women too, because the main characters are all female. It was a sci-fi action flick, and it really made me think. I have a big problem with like uh, big blockbusters because I feel like they, they they the director gives everything to the audience. It, he puts it right on their lap, mm -hmm. and uh, we got a little pod dog today. But um, he, he gives. It gives you the answer, the explanation. There is no thought. But at the end of Annihilation, I was just like, what just happened? Yeah. What ha And I had to read the book after mm. that. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't read the book, but I liked Ex Machina and I liked <gasps> Annihilation. Um, I felt like Annihilation, I've seen movies that really tripped me up more. Um, so it didn't like 
blow my mind in a way. I've seen a lot of really crazy, cool sci-fi like Reiner Werner Fassbender, World on a Wire, um, Andre Tarkovsky, Solaris from the 72 or even 2001 Space Odyssey, Kubrick. Like, oh, I feel yeah. like those are sci-fi movies that are just like going to twist you up. Annihilation seemed more, more digestible, um, which I kind of was hoping that it was going to be more of a real bender. Um, but I loved everything about it that you're talking about, that it was like this super female driven, because that is another thing that's important to me is I, I love um, women. I love um, their art that they make and I love female actors and everything. Um, Suspiria, is uh they remade the old horror movie Suspiria um recently with Tilda Swinton in it mm -hmm. and that has all female cast oh, really? um, except there are two male actors who have about a 2 minute scene and it's just it's a, it's not a super big spoiler but the only male actors their only point for being in the movie is to get hypnotized and then a bunch of old witches are just pointing and laughing at their little penises oh snap dude. it's amazing i have not seen that film <laughs> It's so good. Yeah. And it's also one of those ones where it ends and it's just like, wait, what? It's really a, a, a trip. Dude, I've never even heard of that. It's beautiful. To get on that train. It's it's um directed by Luca Guadagnino, who did Call Me By Your Name recently. Okay. Um which is a good one. Yeah, I gotta check this out. I thought I was on my movie game, dude. I'm off of it. It's so hard. Like even Midnight Special is the perfect example because I was wanting to see that when it was in theaters and when it came out and I just didn't get around to it for whatever reason. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this one in my two, in my queue. Um, and I, at some point just totally forgot it was a movie. So there are these movies that you got to kind of see them right away. And there's like 10 on any given week that you should see right away. Um, and then if you miss them, they're just going to kind of get lost to the sands of time in a little bit. Exactly. I'm until trying to 10 years later, somebody exactly. reminds you that it was a thing. Exactly. I'm trying to watch us. ASAP. Yeah, I don't like us. I you, saw it. You saw it? Ooh, yeah. what's wrong with it? And I'm I so, am so down for you to spoil movies. I I'm not going to spoil it. Man. I, I won't spoil it Um, just because it is brand spanking new. Um, and But I will, I love Get Out. I yeah. love Get Out. Like, I wanted to believe that she was good the entire time. <laughs> yeah. This girl, I wanted to, and I'm spoiling this. But you well, should have seen it. Well, it's been forever since that came I out. I wanted so. to believe she was good, dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just love Get Out. I, I love the twist. I love that the story made perfect sense and it was just so well written. And Did you ever watch the alternate ending? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, man, you should have. Can I ruin it for you? Uh, sure. He ends up in prison, you know, when the, his buddy shows up in the cop car? Yeah, yeah. Instead of his buddy getting out, it's two cops. Uh, who are in on it? No, they're not in on it. They think he murdered. Oh, they're just goes, some... Yeah, yeah he goes to prison a... for life. That would have been so... They tested it. I was... And people were just depressed. Like, no, we... <laughs> it was just, all right, we won't do it. We'll give you some closure. But I wish you would have stuck with it. Yeah, I love that. But Us, not, the way that Us makes... Or it's the way that Get Out makes perfect sense in so many ways that you can... When you get the reveal in Get Out, you're like, oh, yes, that makes sense. I saw all the signs building up to this. Um, I'm very clear what's going on right now. And it seems like it was all building to this. When Us has its reveal, it's like, wait, what? That is out of nowhere. And in in retrospective examination, makes no sense. Ooh, I feel like I'm going to love this film. But I'm it's seeing some random. people whom I really respect, their uh, people's who, whom, uh, opinion I respect, like giving this movie some big thumbs up. So I'm willing to revisit it and I would love to, I'm waiting for some good reviews to come out about it to, for people to kind of talk about what they liked or disliked about it so I could kind of digest it. I loved about it that it was definitely very cleanly shot and the acting was incredible. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is just amazing as an actor. Yeah. Um, As well as, uh, what's that guy who played the uh, gorilla king or whatever in black panther i know exactly I, I can't think of his name he, yeah he's in it and he's really funny in it but um so yeah, there were a lot of positives about it it wasn't like a trash movie but it was just like not as satisfying in terms of story and reveal as get out was and i was comparing it to get out maybe unfairly but i do appreciate it was pretty ambitious and pretty weird which i appreciate in general it was a lot of risks were taken so which yeah i i think that there aren't aren't enough risks taken in movies but to be fair i mean from a business standpoint it's hard to risk have, give a director total you know creative freedom when you have millions 
hundreds of millions in some cases on the line, yeah. which is why we don't see um, great, I guess, blockbuster trilogy. You know, if they, in, in all the great blockbuster trilogies, there's a model, right? This works, this we're going to get good reviews and we're going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So it's worth the investments. Where, whereas someone that's a newer and is like, no, I want to, I want to be an artist. Well, go fuck you, go fuck yeah. yourself, you know? So yeah. it is, it's exciting to see that he, that Jordan Peele's has a brand where he's able to take risks and hopefully he continues to do so. I hope so. I, I mean, I think hopefully us is successful. It's weird. Cause I, um, didn't see as much like advertisement for it as get out. Like get out was all the rage. Um, I feel like us came out all of a sudden, so I wonder what's up with that. I saw quite a bit of advertisement for it. Really? Yeah, yeah, I saw quite a bit of advertisement like within the week that it came out, but before that, it's not like it was anticipated. I think they had a Super Bowl ad on it, man. Okay, so maybe I just I was just under a rock, I guess, but um, I would be curious to say to see how it does financially because I hope it does well. Yeah, that was Um, what I was hoping for, like Annihilation. Any any movie that that's weird and strange like that i hope that they they do well in the box office so we can see more art work like that yeah one of my biggest disappointments did you see um blade runner 2049 i loved it it's my favorite movie of 2018 okay, i think other than moonlight um but blade runner 2049 yeah it was such a great movie kind of a flop and I, that bums me out so oh, much. Oh man, because I love that film. I love that director. Yeah, man. I want him to just Denis Villeneuve. I I want him to make more movies like that. Exactly. And I'm so scared that that people are just not going to support it because that was such a. It's a weird that that level of art also required a very very large budget. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. it's it's great when that comes together. That's like Stanley Kubrick. He gets big budgets and he gets these crazy great movies made with those big budgets and that you can like really use that money to do stuff artistically that that an indie film can't do. And I just, I want that to continue. But yeah, I'm, I'm I, I heard that Denis Villeneuve is going to do a Dune. Ooh, reboot. that's, yeah. Have you seen the previews for Lucy in the Sky? Uh-uh. You should watch it. Lucy in the Sky is a new Natalie Portman film. Um, And it's just about this, from what I can gather, it's about she goes to space and she sees the world and she comes back to Earth and it feels like a psychological thriller. Like that's what the, 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 like they're marketing it. There's an LSD implication there. I mean, yeah, maybe. She has, it seems like she's going to have a mental break. It looks so dope, dude. And I'm like, I'm thinking, is Natalie Portman going to be the queen of sci-fi? Because I am down with that. Yeah. She seems to be doing a lot of really artistic, uh, bizarre films. And I'm all about it, man. All about it. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know too much about Natalie Portman. I know she did that um, SNL rap Oh yeah, <laughs> that made people really endear to her. <laughs> yes, that uh, was a lit. Dude, I, I love Lonely Island. I listened oh, yeah. to the, they, they had some funny shit, man. They really did. Yeah, I listened to uh, Just Two Guys back in high school. Just two guys, and we're having a good time. Having, having a, a good, good time. time. <laughs> um, but once, yeah, I don't know about Dick in a Box or any of that stuff. It's not really for me. But <laughs> just two guys. <laughs> Just two guys. I'm into that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love that just two guys. Oh, shit, man. Hey, well, we got to wrap this up, dude. Cliff, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. You'll definitely be back on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll get... uh, We'll get even deeper next time. Yeah, we got more. To, we got more films and hip hop to talk about. Dude, we got sure. a lot. A lot. I'm gonna come with my A game next time right. in the film. I'm gonna have full reviews. We will. Two cheeks will be given. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what. Yeah. Maybe we'll start a movie review podcast. That would be fantastic. That would yeah. be super dope. Um, but and before we go, if you had any piece of advice to give to the fine people listening to the show, what would it be? Definitely to um. If I had one like really applicable piece of advice would be to go to the grocery store and whatever you purchase, don't look at what's on the front like vitamin water. Oh, vitamins, water. I'm, do, turn that shit around. Look at it. There's a big bold word that says ingredients, colon. Look at the ingredients in that, in that shit. And um, if it's got a bunch of words you don't understand in there, that's not for you. If it's just got like water, wheat, you know, 
celery salt, fine. That's good. You know all those words. Those are all things you would eat. Mm-hmm. But if it's got like phytonenzol benzoate 2, don't eat it. Don't eat it. I would say that's my advice. That's <laughs> it. That's, ingredients. That's very, very applicable advice, yeah. man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for listening. Thank you guys so much. I love you. And we'll be back next week. Peace.